a playlist original. Welcome back to another episode of RTBP, our 100th episode. Yay! No one could believe this, that we made it here to 100 episodes, not even myself. And I've got a very special guest with me today. Champ is back. Champ, how are you? Do I speak now? Is this when I speak? <laughs> Yes. Uh, doing great. Um, I think it's very fitting that I'm on for the 100th episode right after you had Chloe from Too Hot to Handle on, um, because I'm also here to talk about my experience on the Netflix reality show Too Hot to Handle. Um, <laughs> I just want to, breaking news, I want to report it here. You get the exclusive, RTBP exclusive. Francesca and I are no longer together. <laughs> We're no longer together. <laughs> I'm devastated to hear that. That's right. I'm I'm laughing to cover up the tears. Is Francesca your type? I feel like you're into brunettes. Uh, <laughs> I I guess that's statistically accurate, but also probably no one on that show is my type. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Yes, I think it is fitting to follow up Chloe Veach with a champ episode. Honestly. Probably most requested guest. It's wild because uh, most of the people who request me are people that we know. But since no. my last podcast appearance, yeah, apparently RTBP has just exploded in popularity because <laughs> I'm getting all these requests, like Instagram requests from people that I don't know. You're lying. I did. I got quite a few. I did not accept any of them because I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Apologies to the people who, who reached out to me. Okay. But thank you for the support. <laughs> okay, you need to start like an RTBB champ account. <laughs> and bring back your fucking blog. <laughs> like, start a Substack. Substack, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why I asked you to be the guest for the 100th episode is because you were my first ever guest and big supporter of the pod, famously namer of This Week in Petty, a segment we still do four, day, four years on. Do you remember what it was like recording the first episode of this godforsaken podcast? I do. You lived um, on university campus at the time because you were working there. And yeah. uh, we recorded it, I believe, at your kitchen table in your campus accommodation townhouse. Yeah. And I was like, lean closer to the mic. Like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they need to pick up our voices. <laughs> I think, too, it, something didn't work because it was like the side of the mic that was facing you so your yes. voice got picked up really well but my voice I was on the other side so I it feels like I'm like across the room yeah I was like hashtag silence champ <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no it you're right I had the settings wrong because yeah I needed to change the settings so it picked up all of the sound not just like directly in front of the mic but I was such a noob then, and now I know. It was really uh, like a really low-budge operation at the and start. And it still is. It still is, but you know what? I think the pandemic really opened up new opportunities for you because I think Zoom recording is like your bread and butter now. 100%. Up until the pandemic, which is fucking wild to think about. 
I had only recorded with people in person. Crazy. Uh, so today we are celebrating uh, RTBP's 100th episode with an episode one re-listen. And let me tell you, I put this off until the last possible day that I could have <laughs> that I could have done this because I was really scared and rightfully so. It was it was traumatizing. Um, and then we got a bunch of listener submitted questions. I said, ask me anything. And lots of people did. So we're going to get into those. Okay. So episode one. Episode one. What did you think? Like, what were your like general thoughts? <laughs> well, October 2018, we should say, was the first episode. And it was yep. a crisp, a breezy <laughs> 30, 31, 32 minutes. I think it clocked in at 31 minutes and 2022 Tori could never like I I don't even think I can talk about one topic now for like less than 31 minutes I want this podcast to be 30 minutes we're gonna do this <laughs> <Yeah>. in 30 <laughs> let's do it in a crisp but honestly this is again like insider baseball but having Chloe's episode be like 40 minutes and just having to listen to one episode like one 40 minute episode was like honestly fucking game changer real throwback it was a throwback honestly anything after an hour is a is a bitch to um edit and i don't even do the editing i just listen back to the edited episode this is a good segue though into a question that i want you to pose to your listeners which is what playback speed do you listen to rtbp on I think I'm a 1.5. 1.5, Tori's jokes really, they're punchy. They really hit at 1.5 speed. I agree. I am i think like sometimes when I'm listening back, again, just for the sake of editing and stuff, not because I like listen to myself talk. I actually absolutely hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I'm like a 2X girl. I think I'm fun on 2X. And... It really reminds me of my podcasting idol, Alex Cooper from Caller Daddy. <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously, um, I hate her. But <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You're a Sophia Franklin girl? Yeah, I'm right. on Team Sophia. But honestly, Alex Cooper was the, the only person I've really seen talk about like editing podcast episodes to be super punchy. I'm sure obviously many other like kind of like comedy interview podcast genre people have talked about this, but hers is the one that sticks out to me the most. And I definitely try to do that, like not have like lulls or something. But anyways, (laughs) that's again kind of behind the scenes. But I just can't believe that people want to listen to this podcast for like an hour a week. So if you listen to it on 2X, like no tea, no shade. Listening to the 1X sound of your voice currently, I just want to say excruciating. You said 1.5 speed? In real life, can't compare. If you're listening to this podcast right now on 1X speed, what are you doing with your life? Increase it. 1.5, 1.75, some podcast apps have the ability to do. Our jokes are going to be hilarious. Honestly, okay, so Champ and I hang out all the time in real life. Do you want me to talk, like, at 1.5x speed? First of all, I would love that because you told me some stories at our most recent time hanging out. Yeah. And they took probably a solid uh, hour, 45 minutes to get through. (laughs) I literally feel so bad. I feel like the last time we've hung out with our friend group, I'm like, I have 
stories that I need the floor for like a solid two hours. And know what? Y'all just listen and ask good questions and agree with what I'm saying, which is the perfect combination. <laughs> it probably doesn't help too that at most of the times when you're telling this story, there's also a three-year-old that's running <laughs> around trying to get adults' attention. So that probably is not helpful to you telling a, an important story. Yeah, like sometimes I'm talking about it and then um, this said three-year-old will like fall on the ground or like <laughs> throw a truck at your face or like right. something like that. And you're like, okay, I got to like restart, recoup, like <laughs> get the get my listeners back into the gist of the story. So yeah, I agree. One thing that was like, I don't know, just like, okay, we don't have to like get into like the audio issues because no one wants to listen to like me bitch about like the technical stuff, but like the amount of mouth noises, I was like, I'm a disgusting like beast. Like I deserve to live under like a fucking bridge. I recorded in my bed. I was like, that's so inappropriate. And you could like hear my covers, like my blankets. I thought it was the crinkle of like a potato chip bag. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> It's gotten better. Your operation is more professional. Literally. Oh my God. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a potato chip bag, but I've never ate on the pod. And like, also it's like, fuck. But if I did, I I would choose the like loudest snack. <laughs> also, I talked about work a lot, man. That's a one way ticket to getting fired. I'm so glad I stopped that because <laughs> I'm currently employed. Correct. I thought this was really creative in this episode. I was like, how can I depict or describe to my listeners how petty I am? What a petty bitch I was, because that's what I... You probably <laughs> referred to yourself as a petty bitch maybe a dozen times throughout the in podcast. In 31 minutes. I'm such a petty bitch. You were really, you were doing some branding at that point. Never caught on. <laughs> Didn't catch on. <laughs> but you know what? Episode one, you got to introduce the concept. The concept is you're a petty bitch. So you really hammer it home. People get yeah. the gist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I took a BuzzFeed quiz. I thought that was cute and like creative. Yeah. Um, never have taken a, pod, a BuzzFeed quiz on this podcast ever <laughs> again, which is funny. The BuzzFeed quiz was like, what percentage of petty are you? And I went through like each question that I thought was funny and showed that I was petty. On episode one, I got 69%. I retook it for this podcast. I got 64%. So I'm a more like lenient, less petty person than I was four years ago. 5% less petty over the years. Yeah. I should do a little graph. Would you believe that I took this quiz and I'm only 28% petty? (laughs) Am I even qualified? Should we end the Zoom call now? And get that 30, 30 minute pod mark. As always, you guys, I'm your host, Tori. <laughs> ready to be petty. Yeah, no, I. Okay, so like, do I. I think you're a petty person, and that's why we get along so well. But I think the questions that they asked, it was like. They were pretty specific. Yeah, it was like, are you, it should have been um, titled, Are You Petty Online? Right. Because it was a lot of like, do you subtweet? Do you post pictures to make people jealous? Do you, what do you do in your text chats? Do you like have the read receipts on? Like that type right. of stuff. And yeah, it wasn't like, do you put orange juice in your like, in your colleague's plant? Not that you've done that. To yeah, that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I being accused of something here? I take great con- care of the office plants. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. I do. <laughs> what were some of your other takeaways from episode one? Um, I, first of all, wanted to speak about your sister stealing your pizza leftovers and yeah. just wondering if there's been any reconciliation uh, over this time about that issue. Nope. And I have brought it up to her probably annually since I recorded this podcast. <laughs> just because, okay, I'm honestly still pissed about this. How dare you have the audacity while an innocent person is sleeping at night to go in and take their dinner, which they paid for and labeled and like, it's not like a leftover in like my mom's Tupperware that she made for dinner. It's clearly in like a restaurant takeout box. I think it, the the uh, the other piece that like if this was my younger sister, I'd be like classic, like <laughs> no worries, I get it. It was my older sister. Yeah, she's a doctor. Yeah, she can't be doing. That's she can't not... be ta- stealing people's. That's must be against someone's code of ethics. Yeah, not with an MD, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it was like a flatbread pizza too. I think it was just from Earl's. It wasn't anything to like write home about. But yeah, I'm still pissed about that. Well, hopefully uh, 2022 Christmas uh, brings some resolution for you on this issue. <laughs> Thank you. What were your other takeaways? I think we should discuss because this first episode was all about petty about Halloween. And Tori discussed at length. Uh, her own Halloween costumes versus her issues and complaints with celebrity Halloween costumes at the time. And I just want to run down the, in 2018, the potential Halloween costumes that Tori was considering at the time. Uh, Number one was uh, Lindsay Lohan uh, from the Mykonos meme. Yeah, honestly would do that this year. She's she's on a like a upswing and Didn't she just get engaged or something? She got married. Oh, yeah, married, she did get married. she did get engaged and now now she's married and like she's having a comeback career. So honestly, that would be like a good 2022 costume. Your other costume idea was Boston Rob from Survivor. Remember when I did an accent and it was recorded and people you listened did. to it? Amber. Amber. Don't go against the family. Um, I would be down to do that again this year Um, or like I haven't done it yet. I think why I didn't do that at the time was because I would be wearing basketball shorts, a t-shirt and probably holding a tiki torch. And I just thought given the political climate, um, and like a mustache, I, I just wasn't interested in in that. Yeah. Um, and then the Halloween costume that you landed on was Rachel Green from Friends. To to uh, fast forward um, to Tori's complaints with the yeah. celebrity Halloween costumes was that they were too basic. They were too just regular. <laughs> and you're telling me that your literal description of your Rachel Green Halloween costume was a black turtleneck. And you're telling me that's not basic? You're like, ooh, look at me with my out-of-the-box <laughs> Halloween costumes. I'm sorry, a black turtleneck is out of outside the box? <laughs> and then you're on you're on Chrissy Teigen's case for dressing up like a unicorn? She wore a fucking unicorn onesie. I don't even have to look that up. I know that from my memory. One sidebar about Chrissy Teigen is you did mention on the podcast that Chrissy Teigen was your ideal celebrity BFF. 
And I'm just wondering, <laughs> I know th- there was a Chrissy Teigen controversy over the years yes. since this was recorded. Um, yeah. Is she, what's Chrissy Teigen's status? Has anyone checked up on her? Is she uncanceled? Is she existing in the world? She's still selling cookbooks? I th- I actually don't know because I like unfollowed her on like everything. Ooh. I was part of the the cancellation, I guess wow. you could say. I just because and like I I don't I don't want to say that I like her or not. I think she's funny, but yeah, like some of her takes are like really privileged. Like when she's just like, haha, I like lose my AirPods and like just buy new ones and like stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, like this was like that's just like not funny to joke about. Which, like, okay, people are probably annoyed that I even just said that. But then also, like, telling people to, like, go KYS in the DMs and stuff like that when you're, like, I don't know. I just, and then not really taking accountability for it. I'm just, like, I don't, I don't, you're not a celebrity that I want to follow. Not that any of the other celebrities I do follow are any more, like, ethical than her. Right. But, yeah, I think she's, like, she did take a seat back for a few months. And I think she's kind of... She's just, I don't think, as famous as she was and maybe will never be. Like, she was doing that project with Kris Jenner, the cleaning supply brand, and then they pulled her from that. So, I don't know. Okay, well, 2018, Chrissy Teigen, big deal. Undeniable that in, in the moment this was recorded. She was the patron saint of RTBP because she actually tweeted a picture of herself and said this face screams I'm ready to be petty that's how I got the name of this podcast there you go so truly um she was the patron saint for better or worse probably for worse (laughs) yes yeah um but okay yes you're right I was basic Rachel Green it's like who hasn't been Rachel Green for Halloween and I I just think it's like with my budget of like twenty dollars that year, right? I thought I did well when I like thrifted some things, and it was like you put on a onesie. But I, I just like homemade costumes. But I'm just like, if you had an unlimited budget, like I would, I would buy the Marilyn Monroe dress, and, right? Yeah, and wear that for there Halloween. There you go, J.K. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would literally have the fucking Dorothy red ruby slippers. Or, like, I would get someone to make, like, exact replicas of it. I'm not, like, tossing on a Target onesie and calling it a night. The, or, the, like, Met, the Met Gala is really the celebrity Halloween. Halloween. At this point. 100%. And that's the level I kind of expect. Like, if you're going on the same, like, slutty Halloween costume website as I am and hitting add to cart and you are celebrity, like, I'm pissed. That's for us plebs. You should be getting like hand sewn, whatever <laughs> dresses. I don't know. Um, I do want to uh, circle back to as well when you revealed that Rachel Green was your Halloween costume in 2018. You also mansplained is the only word for it. You mansplained basically Rachel Green's arc in the television show Friends, season one to season ten or whatever it was. And I'm just wondering what listener of RTBP needs Rachel Green's character arc mansplained to them at this point. We know, know. what it is. I didn't even watch the show until the pandemic started, and I even knew what Rachel Green's character arc was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I know. I was like, 
and I'm going to mansplain it to you again. I was like, I'm going to be like the coffee version with her like French twist and her black turtleneck, not the like badass bitch businesswoman at Ralph Lauren with a child. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I just had to show which era of Rachel Green I was in. Right, right. Yeah, but it's like, it's also like, you couldn't probably dress up as Rachel Green in the later years because she doesn't have like a distinguishable look, I would say, right. where it's like when she's a server at Central Perk, like it's a very classic look. But yeah, anyways, the costume was a hit. So can I say as well um, that I went back and looked at my Halloween costume from I actually have two. We both have two, I believe, uh, in 2018. First of all, I went as um, Morty from Rick and Morty, the television yep. show, animated show, with a colleague from work who was uh, dressed up as Rick. And uh, then, I don't know if you remember the story, uh, I believe we went to Bin 4. <laughs> and dr- the Bin 4, a local restaurant, not a sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, no free, sponsor. no free clout for the girlies. No, Come no on. free ads, but Bin 4, a local burger restaurant, was running a promotion where if you went to Bin 4 on Halloween and you were dressed up like a burger, you would get uh, 10% off, I don't know, some sort of deal. Anyway, so we went with a group of people and we each dressed up as a part of the burger. I believe you were the top bun. I was the top bun. And okay, I, I want to like, let's get into this because I have so many things to say. A, I posted this picture on the RTBP socials when it happened because I was probably starved for content. But, right. like, but like they reposted the, a picture of us and yes. I thought it was really funny. Because I, especially because basically since I was the top bun, I just wore all beige, but I did cut out sesame seeds and put them like on my face, but it just kind of looked like I had like paper growths on my face. Like it wasn't, it wasn't ideal, but I got a meter stick and made a pickle as the toothpick and pickle. And I was like, this reminds me of something like how did I think of this idea as the top bun and it took me literal years I think I posted like some Q&A box on boxes on Instagram being like what does this remind you of and no one could get it it was Snooki when she dressed up as a pickle princess okay on an award show I'll post the picture but like it makes it makes perfect sense and I just love how my pop culture brain, like, 10 years later, picks that up. And and it was a, a contribution to my top button costume. I want to also say that I made this costume on work time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, we should say this, too, is that all elements of this costume are either just, like, colored clothing or yes. supplies from your workplace work. at the time. Yes. And okay, so Champ was the patty. I was the patty. So what I did was I had someone at, I wasn't working at the same place as Tori at the time. So someone Tori was working with cut out black strips of paper. And so I wore like a maroon colored shirt, the color of like ground beef, and then taped the strips of black paper as grill lines, which we thought was good at the time. 
And so the uh, manager of Bin 4 was circulating the restaurant and <laughs> taking photos of people wearing their burger costumes. And uh, she comes up to our table and she's like, oh, look, the top bun, the bottom bun, oh, the lettuce, oh, the cheese, oh, the tomato, oh, look at all these great things. And then she looks at me and she goes, I don't know what you're supposed to be. And I'm like, I am the burger. I am the integral ingredient of your restaurant. And you don't recognize me? Anyway, you can post the photo and see if people recognize what I was trying to go for. Yeah, because in my head, it was like perfect. So that was like confusing. So I honestly, that's kind of on her. But I remember you were like livid. <laughs> she, apo- she apologized. At, you were uh, like, well, if I made it. my own costume. It, I would have been recognizable. <laughs> and I was like, OK. Yeah, no, I I definitely blamed whoever cut the grill lines. I think it was Dana actually who I was. Blaming. Yeah. Also, like, just another thing is that it was Dana Court. Like, Dana was the cheese. Yeah. No. Dana, Dana was, the, was lettuce, the lettuce. And Courtney, friends of the pod, uh, Courtney was the bottom bun. Yes. So, uh, so funny. I completely forgot that that was this Halloween. But, man, I was. Oh, I think that when we went to the restaurant I revealed the podcast episode was out which is so funny because also it was like on SoundCloud (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think we had made it to Apple Podcasts yet so yeah oh my gosh what a throwback so fun do you have any other takeaways from episode one before we get into some AMA questions I do want to as per my usual routine on this podcast I do have a complaint that I'd like to lodge officially with our, T- our TVP, uh HR department. HR yeah. department? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Probably for 10 to 15 minutes of this 30-minute uh, podcast, uh, Tori spoke at length about a Netflix program called Grand Hotel, which is a Spanish-language <laughs> telenovela that first premiered in 2011. <laughs> And she's talking about this in October 2018 at length. And first, this is how she sets it up. She's like, oh, I've been watching this great Netflix show called Grand Hotel. And she's like, I know you're thinking, uh, Tori, why are you speaking about this Netflix show from 2011? Legitimately, no one was asking that because no one even knew what the show was. No one one knew what Grand Hotel was or (laughs) RTBP. Well, at the time, both. But it's wild that, and then you went into at length speaking about your favorite character. Alicia. (laughs) No, I don't think it was Alicia. Oh, was it her boyfriend? Yes. Was it Julio? Julio, yes. I was thinking of the actor's name. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, And I think you should do another uh, Instagram poll about who's seen Grand Hotel. Uh, Just to get a gauge on that. But going to this great length to describe the show, but for the purpose of asking the question, there was a scene on the show with women that were intentionally supposed to be ugly on this show. And you were wondering how they cast ugly people on film projects. (laughs) I'm such a little bitch. How do they go out and be like uh, looking for calling all ugly people to show up? But I do think that you didn't consider that maybe through the magic of television. 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 um, (laughs) Espanol. um, I don't think you realize that maybe they could just get any woman and then 
Like CGI? Through, through, not even CGI, oh. through hair, <laughs> hair and makeup. You think you think the CGI in 2011 for a, a Netflix telenovela is... They weren't getting the budget for CGI, I'll tell you that right now. But hair and makeup and costume, I think you can make someone look frumpy just with that. You can probably get anyone. And also just like lighting, camera angle. Yes. How many okay. times have you opened up the Snapchat app and it's front-facing camera and it's just been like, whoa, you could be cast on Grand, <laughs> Grand Hotel just via the Snapchat front-facing camera. Literally, I'm like literally in therapy because of that, <laughs> the front-facing camera. That's something to unpack another time. Okay, I'm actually glad that you're talking to me about this because I was still... Literally, before you explained this, I was like, I still have that question. Like, I'm like, so what? I think, too, probably there's got to be demographics of actors out there where there's casting notices that go out that's like, oh, you know, unconventional look. Yeah, that uh, like just, like, this, hints that you're an like, uggo. Yeah, looking for a character. This character is frumpy, you know, yeah. like, words like that. And it's just like, oh, you're the actor that's wanting to make money, so you go for these parts, and this is your niche. This is what yes. you're looking for. I just, like, never understood, and, like, I remember when I was recording this podcast, I was, like, not to call, like, anyone, like, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and, like, honestly, a lot of times I feel like looks don't even matter, it's just, like, how you carry yourself, like, traditional beauty standards, and, like, what even is that, but I just always thought about, like, you know a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff? Of course. Nor- yeah, like... T- yeah, I believe it takes place in Norwegia. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, like, I just never understood when it would be like, okay, we need beautiful, perfect Cinderella, and then we need her, like, gangly stepsister and, like, the other stepsister with the, like, too big of a nose or whatever. And it's just like, I never... Because I feel like this is sad that, I, and that I'm saying this out loud, but, like, I would be cast as the ugly stepsister. But probably, too, it's like if you look at that, that actor that played that role in the movie versus on the red carpet for that movie. She looks stunning, They're going to yeah. look different on the red carpet because it's a movie that they're playing a character. Totally. And the, you're right. The way that they carry themselves, what they're wearing, how they're acting makes them appear to be the ugly stepsisters not that they're IRL and you know what if you're making a living playing the ugly stepsister role in a bunch of television and movies all power to you great truly truly I want to just point out a grand hotel connection to later episodes of our TVP and then we can move on but I did uh share a story a few weeks ago about my building maintenance person and how he looks like the golden knife killer in Grand Hotel. And so I just want to say, still obsessed four years later. A hundred episodes on, you're still going on about a television show that no one has seen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally no one watched. And yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I like to talk about things that I that no, I like. <laughs> no free ads, but watch Grand Hotel on Netflix. Watch Honestly, and uh, go to bin four afterwards if you're in an area where that has one. Yes, honestly. Okay, let's get to these AMA questions. There's three right off the bat from Friends of the Pod okay. that I want to address. I'm going to play you a voicemail. Okay. Hello, this is um, Friend of the Pod, Coco Northrop, also known as Courtney. 
Um, I just have a question for Champ. Would love to know his thoughts on how he feels being the guest for the hundredth episode, who was also the first guest, but yet does not listen to the pod. How does he feel? Do you feel good about that, Champstagram? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have other questions? Are the other questions in this same vein? Yeah, I'll I'll let's roll into the next two questions. At Dana Ray Freeman asks, did Champ catch up on the episodes? Is he embarrassed? And then our third question of today's episode, at Angie.Lucille asks, as an OG fan, what are Champ's favorite RTBP <laughs> moments? Well, uh, to, to answer your question, I have started my uh, binge listen of RTBP with episode one for the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> So I've listened to one. I've also listened to the trailer. So uh, get, get absolutely fucked, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners and callers. Um, uh, no, I haven't caught up yet, but I'm I'm making my way through. I've got a plan. I'm also going to take down. I think probably. Tori's uh, hottest takes from over the years and maybe we'll do a compilation episode uh, later down the road um that and, would be uh, a dream come true for me well there you go my me not listening to the podcast and falling off all these years in the past uh mm -hmm. may come bound around to benefit your uh podcast content so Perfect. I love that for us. But to answer Courtney's original question, how does it feel to be the guest on the 100th episode, uh, having not listened to any of the podcasts in <laughs> four years? feels amazing. It feels amazing. <laughs> Thank you for the question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's get to Zeriel questions. Uh, do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, at Lily Chazelle. Is that right? Honestly, I'm I'm gonna go with Lily C. Hazel. But Lily, Lily C. Hazel. Okay. Lily, got it. reach out to us and let L us know. <laughs> Lily Chazelle slash C. Hazel. Uh, she asks, "What songs would you put on an RTBP mixtape?" I thought this was such a good good question because I feel like music is so integral to my life. Well, everyone's life, to be honest. Like I've never heard of someone who doesn't like music. <laughs> I mean, you're actually talking to the one right now. Literally. I'm not, a, I'm not a music person. Yeah, I know. I like it. Honestly, again, people are going to be like fake fan because I like barely like music. But I think if I were to put music on an RTBP mixtape, A, the first song, Seven Things by Miley Cyrus. A classic. A classic. And it just has the spirit of ready to be petty where you right. are listing things that you hate about somebody of course. <laughs> to get back at them. And in the music video, because the song is about Nick Jonas, she rips a picture of her and Nick Jonas and his face is blotted out. And she's also wearing his dog tags, like a necklace that he gave her. So there's those like little hints that it's about Nick and it's so petty and it's perfection. I wrote anything off of Taylor Swift's Reputation album. Okay, yeah. Because, again, she was like, burn the world down. And I also feel like I'm sometimes like that. The old Tori can't come to the phone right now because <laughs> she's dead. Exactly. That's the vibe. And then the last thing I put on was like Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Because, A, I just feel like that was a very like high school song for me. And I feel like it 
often, hopefully not in like an embarrassing way, harken back to high school slash talk about all of the boys like Justin Bieber and Cody Simpson that I've been obsessed with. So I feel like I had to add the petty songs, but like also a song about like crushes and shit. Right. My suggestion for the RTB mixtape was uh, anything Olivia Rodrigo at this point, because she also has the vibe, I think, that you're looking for. Absolutely. And when she sings the line, and I can't even parallel park, I That's get, accurate. Yeah, butterflies in my tummy. Right. <laughs> like, I've, I feel seen. The same butterflies you get when you're going 50 on the highway. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay, let's hit up the next question. At always underscore striving underscore for underscore better asks, if you could interview any celebrity, who would it be? And what's the first question you'd ask? Okay, so these are, again, very specific and very embarrassing. The first person I would interview is Emma Chamberlain. And I literally would ask her if she dated Ethan Dolan (laughs) from of the Dolan twins fame and in the same vein the second person I would interview is Taylor Swift and I would say did you take Carly Kloss of Carly and Jared Kushner you're it's really uh Ellen DeGeneres vibes eh you bring these celebrities on your show and then you ask them personal questions about their dating life make them feel extremely uncomfortable before uh we started this episode just some behind the scenes Tori actually danced into the podcast microphone and then uh like walked over a table yeah stole stole some purses from the audience yeah Yeah. so real real ellen vibes oh my god that's so funny yes i should be called out for that and yes (laughs) you're welcome to slide into my dms the last person i thought about i was thinking a lot like mulling over like kim kardashian but honestly i would want to talk to chris jenner and i just want to know how she's created this empire because she's been doing a lot of lately like master classes and she has her like memoir and stuff like that and um none of it actually touch on her like business acumen or like the fucking shady or illegal shit she's done and i want to know so bad i would probably want you to interview uh cory uh chris jenner's partner (laughs) cory just to ask him how he got so lucky in life and just like what he does with his day of, I assume, sitting around Chris Jenner's home. In like silk pajamas. That's right. Yeah. Ugh. God love him. Cri- criticizing her family members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I assume. I assume. <laughs> okay. Our next question at it's me.megan asks, what is your petty pet? Of course, because I'm a Virgo, the first thing I did was think what is my biggest pet peeve about myself because I'm highly self-critical and mine is being late Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes there's valid reasons and sometimes I'm like do I would would love to hear the valid (laughs) by the way (laughs) anytime you've been late would love to hear the valid reasons but then sometimes it's just like I'm like trying to do a thousand things and get out the door at the same time and I overestimate or overpromise what I'm going to do before I get out the door. And I feel like a lot of times I've been treating my being late as like kind of like a quirky personality trait. Like, right. 
oh, like, ha, it's so funny that I'm an hour late. Like, I'm on Tory time, ha, ha, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, this is actually extremely disrespectful and, like, and, like, really is rude to other people. And I absolutely hate that. So that's something I've been really working on as of late. And it's also just, like, when I'm waiting for someone and someone else is late, it's annoying. So why the fuck do I think that I can do it? Uh, I was going to roast you for this, but honestly, it took such a dark turn. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, I I think there's something medically wrong with me. And you're like, well, you're like, yeah. Well, it's just weird because I'm like a generally organized person and I just like cannot get it together. So there's something, then you just jump to there's something medically wrong with you, clearly. like. I think there's something to be said about like uh, using all your organizational energy at work and not having an or like at, on the podcast and not having any leftover for your personal life basically yeah yeah and I feel like also when if it's like I have a dentist appointment at 10 a.m like I'm showing up at 10 a.m like I'm not late for like medical appointments but it's like but I need to bring that same energy till it's like okay come over to my house at noon and it's 12 30 and I'm rolling up right And I've missed a lot of things. Like, that's another thing. It's, like, not good for anyone. So, sorry, this was supposed to be funny and it turned serious. But it's true. And if this is you in your life, like, I don't know. Because I don't have the answer. But, like, I'm trying to figure out what I can do to make it better. Well, acknowledgement is the first step. Truly. But about other people, I absolutely hate when people cross the street without looking. I'm having a real... So, I live for people who don't know I live in a pretty touristy area of Victoria and it's tourist season right now and just like so many people just like enter the road when I'm driving without looking I'm scared that I won't be able to stop (laughs) I'm gonna hit hit a a pedestrian and the other thing that I hate when I'm out in public is when old people no offense to old people but use the self-checkout it's not for you Okay, would you believe, let me tell you this, a new Walmart Supercenter opened up close to where I live currently, and it's only self-checkout. There's (gasps) no human cashiers. It's strictly self-checkout. From what we've seen, from what we've seen so far, we cannot find the area where the human cashiers are. Just self-checkout. So, anyway. And, like, okay, like, I don't love that because I don't think that's, like, again, accessible for, for everyone. And, like, again, like, is that taking away jobs from humans? Like, I guess so. But, yeah, I'm, like, oh, my God, you can't look up the, like, fucking code for avocados. So I'm going to just, like, stand here for 25 minutes and wait till you, like, type it in. And then you're going to put it on the scale wrong. And then um, you're going to call over the attendant. And the self-checkout is supposed to be, like, where you like zip through or at least that's my expectation and that never happens the last one I put about like other people is I hate when people eat peanuts in confined public places there are two specific incidents that I recall I have a peanut allergy if that's not clear which like just don't eat common allergens in confined places like I remember I was on a plane someone like busts open a packet of like Reese's Pieces 
And I'm like, okay, I'm four rows down and I can smell the peanuts. So I'm just going to have an anxiety attack back here. But enjoy your chocolate. Like, <laughs> like can you not when we're like 30,000 feet in the fucking air? And then the other one that I remember, which I think was so egregious, I went to a Starbucks in Vancouver and someone had had shelled peanuts and they just cracked them open and left all the peanut shells on the patio table. And like maybe that's like, okay, like that probably doesn't happen. That was like a, you know, like a one-off person who's like a psychopath, but can we not do that? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's a decent common, like, courtesy, but maybe that's just because I'm hyper vigilant about peanuts. Let me tell you the amount of peanut shells I find all over Starbucks locations. It's an epidemic. No, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. not. It's definitely that one time thing. It is weird, though, like, when you go into the airport and you go to, like, the snack places in the airport, the peanut selection is vast. It's yes. so plentiful, which is weird Then all these people in the airport are then getting on metal tubes that are enclosed <laughs> in the sky. Mm-hmm. And it just it does seem weird that this would continue to be a thing. Yeah. Although, like, maybe there's studies that it's like you can have peanut products on the airplane and the air ventilation is yes. good enough. Yeah. And that's probably it. And I'm probably just an anxious person. But yeah, you're totally right. It's like. Air Canada is like, we don't serve nut products on our airplane, but we'll just have all of our customers eat a peanut butter and jelly fucking sandwich before they get on this plane. That's right. (laughs) Like, it's so ridiculous. So yeah, those are some of my pet peeves. It's usually stuff that is so minuscule that if you have a high tolerance for like inconveniences, you would never notice or you're me and you get frustrated by the littlest things when you're just trying to live your life. It's me. Megan had another question that was submitted. Favorite villain? Yeah, I took this as reality TV villain, not like movie. Like I wasn't gonna you're, be like Ursula, <laughs> Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan, tell me if we interpreted your question wrong. But I think like I like the classics. Courtney from Blen from Blen from Ben Flanick season of The Bachelorette. Ben Flaccid, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's, is how sorry, you pronounce it. Sorry, my bad. From Ben Flaccid's <laughs> Bachelorette season. She is the blueprint. Like, she just, like, honestly created a genre of TV villains that came after her. And, like, her quote about, I'm not here to make friends, is, again, lives on in infamy. Was she the first person on that show to say that? Yeah. I'm like, if I know my bachelor lore correctly, I'm pretty sure it was her. So she's just, yeah, such a queen. The other two people I wanted to highlight were two survivor players, Sandra Diaz-Twine and Johnny Fairplay. Just like Sandra throwing the little bee hat in the fire. And I don't even think it was the little bee hat. It was the fedora of Russell Hance's in the fire and eating all the sugar when she came back for second chances and just, or not second chances. Game um, changers. Game, game changers. changers. Thank you. Just like those little moments that it's like, none of this is scripted and this is so off the cuff, but so entertaining that it's like, you are the reason why I love reality TV and Johnny Fairplay. Like 
he's the one if if people aren't up to date with survivor anymore but he's the one that when he had a loved one's visit his loved one said that his grandma died so people would choose him to participate and i quote she's dead dude like literally with my dad at least like <laughs> like guys like champs never heard me say that never. but like literally like all the time and again this was like 20 years ago so i just love those kind of classic moments at fluently forward asks what is your myers-briggs type and enneagram yeah are you a big personality typing person uh, no, I'm not. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> I think these things are, they're like z- zodiac signs, but for mm. people that uh, were involved in organizations at university and college. Yes. This yes. is what they are. Yes. They're, they're zodiac for... The working uh, professional. Yeah, like nerds, essentially. Yeah. Um, I also think it's a scam. It's just like people want to be told how they are so they can just find more personality traits to identify with and become their personality. And I think, too, it's like sometimes these personality tests, too, they're they're not accurate, but then people take the results and I've seen them like mold them into their personality based on this test that they've just done. And it always like, it's like two weeks after the workshop that you've just done, it's they're big into it. And then it just like trickles off. So I have done the Myers-Briggs type, I think in like a high school planning class, but I've not done the Enneagrams. And I am a, uh, I looked it up before this, I am an ISFJ. ISFJ so we share two letters it's so funny Sham, because it's like I'm also that bitch that's like with astrology and with personality typing I'm like this is me like this like dead on this is exactly who I am can I just say too I kept saying zodiac signs earlier because I could not remember the word astrology, astrology. to save my life <laughs> So I sounded like I a it's... fool. <laughs> zodiac signs. You know, people who are into zodiac signs. What an idiot. Oh my God. Cut this whole cut this whole question. No, don't cut it. <laughs> okay. I also just wanna say, because I don't I no longer work with this person, so I think it's okay to say. But literally I used to work with someone who would who would be like, I would say something in a meeting and they would be like, That's so ENFJ of you. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> they'd be like, That's the ENFJ in you, or like that's the that's the J popping out today. And I would just be like, Yeah, the J stems for judging. <laughs> I think it's connected to ready to be petty for sure. Yeah, 100%. Which leads to me revealing I am an ENFJ. I think sometimes I float between INFJ and ENFJ. Uh, But I looked up some personality traits. Let's start with the good ones. Natural leader. Firm believer in doing good for others. Compassion and charisma. Optimistic. And I was like, ugh, I'm like, that optimistic is something I don't resonate with. Compassion and charisma. And on the other hand, I'm just kidding. Reliable and tolerant, creative leadership, honest and observant, talkative, blah, 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 blah. Loves helping and entertaining others. True. Entertainment. Hello. You're it's a looking podcast. at it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, I only wrote down one that was bad, but highly self-critical, which we talked about, which is also a very Virgo trait. 
So that's why, again, I believe in this stuff. There you go with those zodiac signs again. <laughs> those damn zodiac signs. But I think that that's like a lot of ENFJs. It's like those are some great qualities, but there's also edges to that, like overextending yourself and being manipulative, manipulative, manipulative in social situations, etc. Which brings me to my Enneagram, which is two wing three. I hope there's people like listening to this and they're like, oh, she's such a fucking two wing three. I hope that's resonating. Also, DM me if you're a ENFJ or a two wing three. But some traits of that good natured and genuine focused on serving others well being good communication skills, emotionally competitive, highly manipulative, expresses feelings in a dramatic way, self assured, charming, ambitious. I also want you to DM uh, Tori if you uh, can't stand any of this baloney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, if we you want think I'm highly, sides. yeah, if you think I'm highly manipulative, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, DM Tori as well if you have any tips on saying the word manip- manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the joke would have been better if I could say the word properly. If you said it uh, like parfait, but that didn't I botched happen. it. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's take this voicemail from Katya. Hi, Tori. My name is Katya, and I'm a listener from Aotearoa, New Zealand. First of all, thank you for hosting such a great podcast, and congratulations on 100 episodes. Woohoo! I'm currently in my mid twenties, and I'm definitely feeling the crunch of turning older. I remember you saying you were turning 30 this year and I wondered whether you had any advice for feeling the pressure of getting older or maybe not feeling like you've accomplished as much as you'd have liked to in that time. I know that a lot of people my age struggle with with the timeline of life and 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 constantly feeling like you're on the back end of it. Um, so I was wondering if you had any words of encouragement or advice for, for dealing with those big feelings in this fast-paced world. Love you, and thank you so much. Can I just say, I can't believe that Katya is from New Zealand. That's I know. crazy. That's In- crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. Invite me over to you. <laughs> I would fucking love to go to New Zealand. I think it's extra crazy, too, because I've just listened to your first episode, and now to think 100 episodes later, there's... Uh, someone leaving you a voicemail from New Zealand that's that's pretty crazy I know and like I'm honestly about to cry and I don't want to cry on camera slash on this microphone so I will cry later (laughs) But but literally this is so sweet and it is wild to think that there's someone listening in New Zealand and that they're seeking advice from a, a person like me like absolutely wild Thank you so much for this question. I, it literally made my entire life. Yeah, I, I remember I got it a few days ago and I was like literally crying. And I think I'm going to cry again. <laughs> like, okay, okay, let's answer it. Let's answer it. So yes, I turn 30 next month. Champ is in his 30s. I'm 31. You're turning 30... 32 this year. Turning 32. I was there for his big 30th bash. <laughs> I don't think you were actually because I was at the height of... It was at the height of the pandemic. <laughs> I think I like ha- basically had COVID, but couldn't get a COVID test. You're so right. This was like, I was so sick. And I was like, I think I have COVID, but I can't get a test because um, the lines were so long. So I just quarantined in my house for two weeks because 
it was pre-vaccine. Anyways, you're right. So I missed your thirtieth birthday, but yeah, we're we're both in that age group. I should I should clarify as well that I did not have a thirtieth birthday party, just so people don't think that I was throwing a big thirtieth. Oh yeah. In 2020. Okay, that's, continue. Okay, but that's such a good point because I I said bash facetiously. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yes. Yeah. And but I, you're right. For so no words get minced because that would have been ironic when two months later we talked shit about Kim Kardashian's 40th That's birthday right. actual bash. Anyways, I wrote down a few things that have helped me as I approach 30 and I'm like, I don't own a house. I'm not married. I'm a co- lowly coordinator at my job. And like that negative self-talk comes up so often So I think like the things that I've done to like combat that, A, talk about it with your friends or your sisters or your siblings or whoever, your partner or whatever. Because I think like one thing that I've realized, A, working at a university and B, just like living life is like so many people go through similar transitional periods in their lives and just like suffer in silence or struggle or are like I'm the only one that thinks like this and I think that we're getting better at this because I do see content online about like worrying about especially the 30s mark but I think it's like knowing that I'm not the only one that's worried about it has been helpful and talking about it and you know making some jokes on the podcast about it like is helpful The other thing, like, setting boundaries with your family, at least in my experience, like, my mom always makes jokes. I'm going to say this because we talk about it openly, but, like, my mom always makes jokes about, like, when are you going to have kids, like, et cetera, et cetera, like, for the last, like, 10 years. Like, oh, this is a cute baby name and, like, stuff like that. And because that's another big, you know, marker when you're entering your 30s for some people. And so I've been really open about, like, please don't talk about this. This isn't something I want to talk about. I understand you're coming from like a loving place, but it's actually like hurtful to me when you're bringing this up. And that's been super helpful. She knows it's a touchy subject for me and she is generally respected that I don't want to talk about those things. So setting boundaries with people, unfollowing people, It has been such a lifesaver being able to unfollow, especially people that I grew up with or went to high school. Like so many of my friends turned out to be like doctors, accountants, teachers, nurses, like that type of thing. And and I like people have a lot of my friends have terminal degrees or professional degrees and they work in that. And that's something I'm not in. So it's been super helpful to unfollow a bunch of people that were like in my, you know, university cohort and high school cohort. Like I don't need to see their shit on my page and compare myself to their lives, especially because me comparing myself to a high school classmate when they are probably just posting their highlights on their social media is so unrealistic. So I would just... I could see myself getting more critical of myself when I would endlessly scroll through high school people, etc. So I just unfollowed like a billion people. And my rule for this is if I'm in my hometown for Christmas and I'm at the local Safeway 
and I see the person down the aisle, if I'm turning around to avoid talking to them or like covering my face so they don't see me, we shouldn't be friends on Facebook because I obviously don't want to be friends with you. So unfollowing people has been helpful. And then the last thing that I know deep down in my soul, but when automatic thoughts come in, you often don't think this, but like truly a lot of markers of success and markers of timelines are social constructs or were kind of created when the world is really different. When women weren't working, that's why they had babies earlier or like when like divorce rates are so high or whatever. It's like, yeah, because women didn't have the option to divorce people. Like they didn't have their own means to divorce their husbands or like whatever. Yeah. So why, why are we putting kind of those outdated ideas on like a 2022? Yeah. Like sometimes it's fucking shitty that like, I probably won't own a house or like whatever, but like, I don't know. I'm trying to celebrate accomplishments that I have and not look at you know like my older family members successes or like my peers successes and put that on me yeah and it ebbs and flows sometimes it's like really hard to do all of that and sometimes I'm really good at managing that and then I I feel better about myself but yeah that's that's how I've been and like not saying that I'm even managing it well but would love to take advice from anyone that that has any but yeah those are some of the things I've done I think you're right that there is like a big obsession when like everything that we see in our society is like focused on like the youngest person to do this or the young phenom or you know youngest self-made billionaire youngest blah 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 the youngest person to do this and uh the no one's really focusing their attention on like oh the person that like stuck it out and took worked through the years and built and built and built and now they're at a place in their life it might not be until you're like 40 50 60 but now they're at a place in their life where they're comfortable and they've accomplished a lot and they've made something of themselves and like had been a success by whatever metric their life is in and uh but no one really focuses on that but that's where most of people in the world actually are yes yeah that's the thing is like I feel like a lot of times when we get caught up in this stuff, we're looking at the exception when we are the rule of like people struggling to feel successful or not let the pressures of society rush your timeline or whatever. Another thing that I was just thinking of is, yeah, like having role models or like I have through the podcast, many internet friends that are in their mid thirties and maybe single or you know don't own a house don't have kids like those kind of traditional things and it's like and they are living happy healthy fulfilling lives so maybe trying to have some role models and think about rewriting your own metric of success because maybe your success or maybe a past success would be yeah have a kid and be married at 30 or whatever but now it's you know, managing your mental health, connecting with friends and nurturing your relationships and like stuff like that. Like maybe that's what you shift your, I don't know, focus and and how you, you know, kind of 
take account for how you're doing in life. Or do stuff like turn your hobby into something that makes it to 100 episodes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Uh, Shall let me, we? Let me hit you with the next question. Okay. At underscore Sarah.s.j asks, what keeps you inspired? Yes. I wrote people doing grassroots organizing. So like local folks in the political space, especially like I know a lot of Americans have slid into my DMs about the Roe v. Wade overturning and stuff like that. So the people that keep me inspired are people that, yeah, are on the ground doing the work. Like honestly, like never giving up, even though it's like fucking dire straits over here. I wrote celebs that are authentic and real slash use their platform in a non-performative way. Sometimes I'm like, is there even an authentic celeb or a real celeb? I don't know. But the intersection of like celebrity and social issues has been obviously a, a big topic of discussion on this podcast. And so, and I was like trying to think who, who would be like an example of that for me? Maybe someone like Z-Way um, or something, someone like that. But like, I don't know. Those are the people that are like doing something creative, doing something fun, doing something that is accessible and educational for a lot of people, but are spreading good values and and stuff like that. Um, And then the last other podcasters who want to talk about things that are difficult and destigmatize taboo topics um, and people that want to create online community for their listeners because it's hard to find community sometimes um, as well as podcasters that like want to create community versus like competition like I have so many podcasters reach out to me that are just like let's collab can we talk about this do you have advice on this and I'm like that's so cool and like I'm so down to talk about that type of stuff like I don't think it's a competition I'm happy to share any resources I've ever used creating this podcast and I just think everyone should have a a voice and an outlet. And so I love seeing that in my podcasting colleagues. You have an anonymous question submitted from your Instagram uh, story survey. What was your favorite episode slash story slash this week in Petty? This is hard. I really like my birthday episodes. I did it, I think, for the second and third year, and I'll do it for the fourth as well. But they are like top 10 moments that I picked or the listeners of RTBP picked. Champ is heavily featured on all of those lists. But they're just like, you know, like two or three minute little clips from episodes that are like really funny. And just when I listen to them, I'm like hysterically laughing and um, like myself or my guest. And I don't know. It's just like when I'm listening and I like have a smile on my face. I'm like, that's so fucking nice. I think my favorite this week in Petty was from my guest, Nicole, because she was telling me about a date she went on and she was at her date's apartment and she had brought over a bottle of wine, I think like the night before or something like that. And when they got to the apartment, And that they didn't finish. And I think she like, he asked her to bring another one the next night or something like that. And she was like, 
oh, that's weird because we only drank like half of it. Like, did he have another girl over and they drank the rest of it or whatever? So, you know, that just like first date spiral about like what the other person's doing. So she was explaining to me that he went to the bathroom and I was like, and she was basically leading up to, I think, I thought at least that she was going to go look in the fridge to see if the wine was there. And I was like, that's iconic. I would do that too. She ended up going through his phone, (laughs) which is so much worse. And I like, obviously don't like support or anything, but it was just like so funny because I was like, oh, you're going to look at the, the emptiness levels of the bottle. Like I would do something like that too. That's completely normal. (laughs) But no, she looked through his phone. (laughs) Champ is speechless. (laughs) I can't wait to get to that episode. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in like the 50s or 60s. I think like, um, I don't know, just to shout out some quick episodes. My episode 56 with Nick, where it was like the first time I was like kind of drunk on the podcast and I like absolutely spiraled out. And then my episode 15 with Maddie, we talked about and just like that season one. It was so much fun. And then I did an episode, and I don't know why I didn't write, I think it was bonus 11 maybe, but we talked about racism and Bachelor Nation with my friend Teddy, and I thought that was really poignant and topical at the time, and still is. So those are those are my favesies. We got a question from at Sash Hacks. Yeah, Sasha uh, X. They, they ask, <laughs> uh, what pop culture moment would you pick to be a fly on the wall at to know what happened yes okay and I want to get your thoughts on this too champ but there's a few that I would just die to know what happened so the Beyonce elevator moment which actually Sasha dm'd me this so she was like I wanted to be a fly on the Solange Jay-Z Beyonce elevator moment which same which we kind of were with that videotape being released but I want more and then the Taylor Kim and Kanye situation where Kanye called Taylor to ask about some lyrics that he was going to include in his song and Kim was recording the the call like I want to be there I want to be there when Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez reunited after like five years and it was like the best moment of my life and we got that grainy hockey arena photo of them kissing like Take me there. Um, And then the last one I thought of is like the family, the Kardashian family finding out about Tristan's first cheating scandal when Chloe was like literally giving birth. I would have just loved to be there as well. What about you? It's tough to say. It's tough to admit this, but I probably wanted to be in the room during the Oscar slap just to see what was happening. I want to hear the conversations that were happening. I just want to like see who's shocked, see what people's faces look like. I just want to know what everyone in that room actually thought was happening at that time but then I want to immediately leave leave. so if you're a fly you just like buzz away Uh, I want to buzz right out of there (laughs) also Alexa play fly on the wall by Miley Cyrus like that has been going that song has been going through my head this entire time add it to the mixtape add it to the mixtape okay I love that okay this brings us to our last 
cue. I don't even think it's a cue, but it is a voice mail from Emily Rose from It's Become a Whole Thing. So I'm going to play that right now. Tori, this is Emily, first time caller, long time listener. Um, Okay, that may not be true. I may have uh, had the delight of being on your podcast and had the absolute honor of having you on mine. I couldn't pass up this opportunity to not say congratulations, Mazel Tov. Yay for 100 episodes. This is incredible. Here's to 100 more. Heck, here's to 500 more. I think that your podcast is just what the world needs. It is so fun, so funny. And it's just that little bit of It's that little bit of lightness, that little bit of giggling that we need on a Sunday afternoon. So, Tori, here's here's to you. Here's a toast. And please start watching Vanderpump Rules. Okay, bye. (laughs) I swear to God, I will start listening to Van or watching Vanderpump Rules. A toast to you, Tori. Get out your podcast hydration. Oh my God, he followed uh, a, the he followed a, the instructions. A, to, a, to, a toast to a uh, hundred episodes of our TVP. So Cheers. wild! It's literally so wild, and I just want to say thank you so much. If you've ever listened, downloaded the episode, you know, reviewed, followed me, sent me a DM about something that you wanted to hear me talk about, any little thing, like I don't take those things for granted. I said this in my last episode, but it really has, this podcast has been like a light in a very like dark three, two, three years. Like the last couple years have been hard and this podcast like has really kept me going in some really challenging years of my life. And again, anytime anyone has bought a piece of merch or connected with me over like our love of Emma Chamberlain or something like that. Again, it it makes my, to be earnest and embarrassing, it makes my heart so happy. It's so, it's so nice. It it truly is. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If this is your first episode or your 100th, I just appreciate it. And I'm so, so, so grateful. Listen, it's been an honor to be on your 100th episode as your guest, but I got to say, uh, we got to wrap up this podcast because I have 99 more episodes to listen to, <laughs> yeah, and time's yeah. a ticking. <laughs> We've been on this for too long, plus bonus episodes. It's just like, come on, let's wrap this up now because I've got a lot of listening to do. <laughs> Truly. Do you want to plug your socials? No, because you're not going to accept anybody. No, absolutely not. Get an RTVP account, Trump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so people can communicate with you. Okay, it's been a pleasure. I hope you are all safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.